gentlemen, how are you doing? How are you living? Austin Cunningham, Justin Treese, and Dan Kiefer coming to you with another episode of Talking Football. Uh, last last episode, I started off pretty hot being like, hey, we're rolling pretty good. We're doing great with our bets. This week uh, started kind of rough. I think we rebounded somewhat well. Uh, we're still in a good winning percentage. My bets, ugh. I don't know about the other two. To be honest with you, I haven't looked at it because I was looking up bets all day today, trying to make sure I did good enough to redeem myself and continue to be on a hot streak because I was not proud of, of what happened last week for me. But we're still doing well. We're still making money. Just me <laughs> and last week, it did not happen. But we're ready to rebound, and we're excited for another week of fun football. A lot of storylines going on in the NFL right now and college football, and uh, ready to get into it with you boys. Yeah, you know, uh, I actually did my math today because I was kind of bored at work. So I'm still shooting 62%, hair over 62% on the year, which I think we'd all be thrilled with end of the year. Uh, peek behind the glass for everybody. People that do this professionally, like as their career gambling, hope to shoot 55%. So I think right now all three of us are actually still above 55%. So on the year, like don't cut yourself short we're we're all killing it yeah okay i'm at 56 so i'm cutting it really close <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah um yeah but you're right it, you know keep going we've had some i've had some really good weeks some rough weeks we're doing great we're we're doing all right so um there's been some interesting stuff a lot of injuries a lot of there's been some trades in the NFL. So Cam Akers got traded this afternoon to the Vikings, which I think is going to be a very interesting pick. Uh, can't forget to mention Nick Chubb's injury, devastating injury for, for fantasy purposes and just for him in general. Like we, we all love watching him run the football, probably the best pure runner in the game. So it's very sad to see that um, you have, Obviously, Eckler's already out. You have Barkley going down. It just brings up the whole running back contract thing yet again, like this early in the season, which is rough for the running back position. Um, what else do we got? Uh, what other injuries did we have? I feel like there's other ones. Odell Beckham. Uh, really. Cooper Cup is perennially injured because he's on a lot of my teams. Yeah. Uh, Saint, <laughs> um, Ron St. Brown got injured and is questionable uh waddle with in concussion protocol lots mm -hmm. of injuries lots of injuries yeah, lamar jackson's still questionable as well so yeah i saw that he had a full practice today though okay what good. about uh, the chiefs about i mean they're dealing isaiah pacheco's dealing with a hamstring injury now uh Kadarius tony's got a sprained toe i'm about almost done with Kadarius tony i'm almost out on him like i mean how many little lingering injuries is this guy going to continue to have you know, it's not even three four years into the league here. And it's like, dude, there's just one thing after another. So it's kind of, it's kind of his MO since he got into the league though. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's just, he's just been a mainstay of the injury report. Yeah. Would love his name off of it. And speaking of which, we had a little bit of a Jawan Taylor bowl last week, you know, Jason and I, uh, he don't text Sunday. Don't talk to me during the game. I said, that's fine. Don't talk to me either. And, we didn't talk to each other. Uh, I, I think up until that evening, or maybe it was Monday, I sent a GIF, and uh, Trish just said some not kind words back to me, a little inappropriate, but well deserved. Yeah, so, Trish, I just, just kind of want to hear your thoughts on 
for the record, the I just said fuck off. I said fuck off. I'll say it here. I'll say it anywhere. Like, <laughs> fuck off. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, scared. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, I think the Jags beat themselves a bit. Um, I think that they had a lot of opportunities, but yeah. like well, that's, that's how many that's, how many drop touchdowns did they have just they had, on Sunday? They had just on out of bounds touchdowns. Three out of really... bounds. Yeah, it was three where yeah, they just couldn't fucking... get it. And like I was, wa- I rewatched some of those, and like unfortunately, and I'm gonna give like sometimes I'm gonna give the Chiefs credit there, like where they like did a good job of pushing them out of bounds. But like for the most part, well, two of the three, Lawrence put it where like only he could put it to make sure it wasn't picked off. One of them was a little high. Yeah, he should have made it. So like the, the on those two, I got to just give credit to the defender of like using the boundary to like squeeze them in a yep. little bit right so yep. and two um, of two of them was uh trent mcduff and the other one was like jerry sneed and sorry to interrupt you like the one thing with that that I, like i was just so stoked with those defensive plays is they got their head around because the chiefs two three years ago i mean Teresa knows i used to talk about it all the time it's like these defensive backs it was like they never practiced getting their head around and so to see that on those type of plays and those type of moments it was like thank god they're getting their head turned on just in time and luckily, the, they just didn't get their feet down. But, like, those will be plays in the playoffs where, you know, receivers are well-aligned, you know, more conditioned to the field, and they're going to be – those will be touchdowns. Yeah. So, like, overall, like, obviously it was it was heartbreaking to lose that game where you really felt like you, you should have won it. Um, the defense played amazing. Like, the Jags' defense is real. Like, I'm, I'm super stoked on that. Offense out of sync. Um, I'm going to say a lot of, like, you know, just – dumb boneheaded mistakes on their part but i'm going to also give the chiefs defense some credit on some plays as well uh chris jones just wrecked havoc on the jags i mean they did a great job of knowing that the the center and right guard were injured they put them right over him or put them right over the right tackle who was a rookie uh jags just didn't do a good job of like putting a running back over there to chip like chris jones just caused havoc it was every play it felt like so i mean overall like Yes, I want to win that game. There's no moral victories. It did show yet again for the third straight time the Jags can compete with anybody. They are they are there. They are that team. Again, I really wanted that win really, really badly. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but like at the same time, like it's just it's just one game. They get the they get the Texans here at home, get back on, you know, get back on schedule here from the offense and just get going. So that's my yeah. feedback on the or the comments on the game. And, and one more thing, just real quick, because like as a Chiefs fan, and I don't mean this disrespectfully to the Jaguars defense, I know that's how you're going to take it. But to me, it was just looking at this offense and it was just like, man, they are so out of sync. And I'm not going to try and act like an expert on the Jags defense or the Jags in general, but like, do you feel that confidently about the defense? Do you think it was just their defense being that good? Or do you think it is the Chiefs offense just completely being out of sync with Travis Kelsey not being the focal point of the offense and uh, Matt Nagy possibly being the one calling plays. Yeah, I feel like the Jags were doing perfect. So that makes me feel more comfortable because I have a buddy who was actually just over here before we started the show and he was just like, hey, what's going on with Matt Nagy? Like, is he he the one calling plays because that offense on Sunday really felt like the Alex Smith days? And I couldn't agree more. Like, there's just some of these play calls in these situations, you're like, that's stupid. But we don't know if it's Matt Nagy. We don't know if it's Andy Reid calling the plays. I know Travis Kelsey was injured. But it's like you see the way the Chiefs offense is playing right now. And I know I've seen other people kind of in the national media talking about it a little bit. But I also think we should talk about it. Like, is this the effect of Eric Bieniemy no longer being the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs? And we're just seeing a totally different offense right now. And if Matt Nagy is calling the plays, is that going to hurt the Chiefs going forward? Uh, Austin, I'm glad you brought up 
offensive coordinators because on the other side of the ball, <clears throat> excuse me, fighting allergies. Um, I was curious. Preseason, Doug Peterson said the Jags OC would be doing the play calling. I tuned into the second half of the game, and it seemed like Peterson had his mouth covered a lot. So, so I, I was mean, curious. So they like, do you, so they talk okay. like in between, and they did that last year. They did. They're doing it again this year. Like it is Press Taylor calling the plays, and then Peterson can have his little. You know, he can talk as well. So, but it is Taylor. So it's funny that Austin brought that up about Nagy. Jags fans are saying the same exact thing about our offense. Be like, why is Peterson not calling the plays because our offense? Like, right. like, you know, but like also like last year, like nobody knew this, but Taylor. Peterson was calling the plays in the first half and then Taylor was calling the plays in the second half. So there's two basically it just seems like OCs. It just seems like they're doing a lot of like dumb play calls. Like so it's dumb. third and one. Like on third and one, why are we running a reverse to Agnew? That doesn't make sense to me. Why why are we not just that's a stupid call down their throat on on first down and goal from the one yard line? Right. Like, <clears> you know, yeah. like yeah, that's uh, just absolutely yeah. So you know, you win some, you lose some. It's it's all good. We'll we'll see you guys back in the playoffs. I have full confidence that that is going to be a rematch here coming up. So, oh, another Can't injury. That we, Speaking another injury. <clears throat> Joe Burrow. Because I was thinking about playoffs. Mm, yes, Joe Burrow. Oh my God, I, I I sound like Coach O tonight. You do a little bit. You got it, Joe Burrow. Kind of scared. <laughs> Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, so sorry, uh, I was gonna say. Speaking of which, with the the Bengals, look at us. <laughs> kind of <laughs> looking <laughs> like guard. <laughs> Go ahead, Austin. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if oh. it's your show. Oh, hey, happy four years, boys. Uh, I just said Joe, like the Bengals, they look kind of like garbage. They yeah. Do. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. They do. Yeah. They'll turn it around, though. I have full confidence they're going to come turn it around and do that. But that division is going to be fascinating to watch. Like, it's going to yeah. be fascinating. Like, with, with Chubb out, the injury to – Burrow, like you have the Ravens have injured again. The, the Ravens injured, like the Steelers, like they're coming out with a win, but like they also don't look great either. Like it's crazy. Mm. I was gonna say while we're speaking of playoff teams, playoffs. Go ahead. I know at least one person on this podcast has a team that's undefeated, but I was gonna say our Falcons mm. also undefeated. Two mm. out of the three legs of the parlay, the big parlay, undefeated. And guys, I know you've seen it, but the bird's eye view camera of Bijan's run so might sick. be sick. my favorite highlight of the entire year. Like, that is insane. Seeing the so. turf fire behind him on his cuts was fascinating to me. I thought that was so cool. Yeah, that's uh, that's the stuff. It really Man, is. thanks for giving me the the not impressed dad. Yeah, there. Yeah, that's cool. Sorry, I asked you a stupid question. You asked a, I I didn't get it. No, just Dan's Dan's little. Yeah, just sound oh. like a, a dad that's unimpressed when his kid like, hey, dad, watch this. And he's like, yeah. I, I think cool. I think that's just has to do with his sore throat there. But oh, yeah, all right, definitely. I yeah, I'm on the. I'm also on the injury report. Yeah. I'm like an honorary Baltimore Raven. Yeah, Dude, this are. is your flu game. <laughs> yeah, it is. Here we go. Everybody bet, bet everything that Dan says here. Um, okay, moving on to our bets. College football slate is just electric this weekend. 
It it's is a tough weekend to have a wedding. <laughs> I it's can tough, tell you that. Yeah, tough weekend for that's us rough. to have a wedding that's going to miss it. I'm going to miss a lot of the games while I'm at the Utah game. So we're going to be relying on Dan just to like give us some updates. So, uh, And the good news is, is my team plays Friday night, Perfect. which is one of my first bets. We'll just lead into it here. The it. Wisconsin Badgers play on Friday night. And uh, I'll be taking Hudson Card, the Purdue quarterback to go over one and a half passing touchdowns. I was at the Badger game last weekend when they played Georgia Southern, and the Badgers were gifted five turnovers by Georgia Southern when they were in the red zone. This defense has some holes. I think Purdue, which is always a ride, this is going to be an awesome Friday night game because Purdue has never played a single normal football game since the dawn of time. Really looking forward to it. I think Hudson Card gets I think two touchdowns is a pretty low bar. Saturday, I will be parked 15 yards behind where I am right now in my Lazy Boy with a big screen. Probably have a game on the iPad, game on the big screen. Might even bring a TV down from upstairs, have another game on because you're right. This slate is awesome. Start my Saturday slate. I'm going to take Florida State as a two-and-a-half-point favorite going to Clemson. I think a lot of people are overthinking the Boston College game. I take that as a very clear look-ahead trap game. They'll be focused for Clemson. This is a team they want to embarrass, much like they did LSU. Also going to take Shooter Sanders, over one-and-a-half passing touchdowns against Oregon. I think Colorado, the magic might run out, but every time somebody says that, they rally. Dion finds a way to get them rallied. So either it's in garbage time, whether it's at some other point in the game, I think two passing touchdowns, once again, seems completely doable for Shadur. Probably my scariest line of the week, but it's going to be my favorite ride of the week, comes in the Iowa-Penn State game. Uh, Iowa going to Penn State. I think Penn mm. State rolls very easily, but Iowa as a team, so this counts offense and defense. I get both sides of the ball shit. I get special teams too as a team to score over 12 and a half points. I'm going to take it, taking the over there. And it scares the hell out of me. Can't wait for it. Uh, and then finally, my last college bet is I have Washington as a 10 and a half point favorite. I believe that's first half. I left that off, but a 10 and a half point favorite in the first half versus Cal. Trees talked about it last week. This might be the best second quarter team in the nation. They're electric. And those are my five. Absolutely wow. love it. Uh, so I just kind of went back and looked at my best from last week. And do you guys do that? And then you just, you're absolutely stunned at like how wrong you were just like now, like, you know, hindsight's 2020. It's kind of going back. Like I'm sitting here dying laughing at the fact that I took the over a 50 and a half. That. That's dumb. Minnesota's not scoring that many points. Didn't think North Carolina would. Uh, and then it's like, what about Western Michigan versus Iowa? Uh, yeah, Iowa just proved that they can score the football now. What they drop, 45 points or something? And I'm not sure if it was their offensive coordinator or their head coach that was just going, hey, uh, you know, I know you guys have been kind of keeping track of that in the funny, but also just want to point out we scored over 40 points last week. So let's make some knowledge as well. And then my my over that I thought was going to be a massive hit. I, I think I, I was slamming the table for over the 60 and a half of Alabama versus South Florida. And, oh, my God, Alabama's dead. And I'm going to take that right into my bets here because I actually have Ole Miss plus seven versus Alabama. 
I'm going to take that just because Lane Kiffin hates losing to Nick Saban and Nick Saban. I know you're bringing back Milton as your quarterback or Milrow, excuse me. Um, and it's going to be one of these situations of well, this is offense score now, but at the time I think Ole Miss is ready to score and hang in there as well. And then my next college football bet, I'm going to take the over at 53 and a half at UAB making the trip to Georgia. I'm super sorry about you guys because Georgia is putting up some points this year and Maybe this is just the, my kiss of death when the way I word this of Georgia might score 53 points themselves because they are just absolutely electric right now. And then let's head back to the top of my board here or bets, excuse me, with another over of 58 and a half of Oklahoma versus Cincinnati. And I saw this on Facebook just from a serious Oklahoma fan that I've known since I was a kid. And I think it's a great point that needs to be made that uh, Gabriel Davis probably needs to be considered as a Heisman candidate because he is absolutely slinging the ball. Oklahoma has been scoring some serious points this season. Granted, they've not really played anybody, but they're still proving like, hey, we can score the football and we can do it very, very effectively. And you're coming into play Cincinnati, new Big 12 team. Here is an opportunity to send a message to the rest of the Big 12 saying like, hey, we're here. We're back. We skipped a year last year. That's it. My next two games here, I'm taking another over at 44 and a half. Rutger versus Michigan. I think this is going to be a fun game. I think this is a game for Michigan to be like, okay, this is our last one without Jim Harbaugh. He's coming back. Oh, I said Dylan. I said the wrong name. Correct me while I'm talking. Don't let me sit on that. Don't roast me in the text messages and then not say anything. You're on mute, by the way. So go ahead and defend yourself a little louder. I was just going Here's to say, hey, if you if you want, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. If you want, at one point in time, both players did play for UCF. It doesn't matter. I was wrong on who I'm talking about there. I do appreciate the correction in the group chat. I would have appreciated it even more during the show while I'm sitting here talking about Oklahoma. But back to my over here for Michigan versus Rutgers. Last game before your head coach comes back, go put some points on the board, get a nice Big Ten win. And then my last bet on the college football slate, Kind of a risky one, but one I'm all about here because I am all in on the Colorado Buffaloes right now, and I'm all in on Deion Sanders. Coach Prime, the dude just continues to say and do the right things. The start of last week's game against Colorado State with his mom doing the pregame speech, the Rock just casually standing in the background of the locker room stage, and then his mom being like, go kick ass, and he's like, play my theme music, and they start walking out. I'm like, damn, I kind of wish I was playing for Coach Prime right now, but I'm taking them plus. 21 versus Oregon. It's going to be a big game <laughs> in Eugene, but here's the thing. All of them have been big games. We've all been wondering, like, like, hey, can Colorado handle it? Can they handle it? Oregon's shown that, hey, we can put up 81 points in a game. I think this is going to be a fun matchup. I don't think Colorado necessarily wins, but I don't think they lose by more than three touchdowns. And that is my college football slate of betting. All right. Awesome. Okay. Uh, I am once again uh, going to go with three college football or sorry, six college football and four NFL. Uh, I also am going to start off with Washington minus 10 and a half in the first half versus Cal because Dan learned from me last week. Washington is an elite, elite first half team, specifically second quarter team. So give me 10 and a half there in the first half. Uh, next one, I'm going to take Maryland at minus seven and a half at Michigan state. Michigan state has just looked so bad, just so bad that I just, I think that Maryland goes in and routes them there. 
Uh, next one, I'm going to take the over 36 and a half at Oklahoma State, Iowa State. Listen, I know Oklahoma State got their ass kicked last week, couldn't put up points. Iowa State's usually a team that doesn't put up a ton of points either, but 36 and a half people, like it's just too low. It's you, you just have to anything under 38, you just have to do it. Like it's too hard not to. Um, next one, going another over. We cannot get out of this week without talking about Notre Dame and Ohio State matchup. Like, we just can't. Like, that's a premier game. Like, we have to do it. I'm taking the over 55 and a half in that game. I think that is going to be a bit of, bit of a shootout. And then I am going to take Penn State minus 14 and a half against Iowa. I know that Dan is kind of taking the other side of, like, Iowa scoring some points. I think that Penn State – finds a way to put up some good points and slow down that Iowa offense. And by slow down, I mean, just like, just let them do their thing. Um, and then I'm going to take uh, Kansas state minus five at you, uh, sorry, versus UCF. It is a home game. That is why I'm taking this. They're coming off of a tough loss against Missouri. I don't know if you guys were watching that game, but I was watching that very closely. Uh, 61 yard bomb kick to win it for Missouri. Hell of a game there. I think Kansas state comes back. Huge win here versus UCF, and that'll do it for me. That is six. So uh, Dan decided he wanted to walk away from the uh, <laughs> right at the point. Look time. at that cat in his window. He keeps Snapchatting us. Yeah, about. sorry. No, I had a fuck. So yeah, so like I'm in my uh, dining room. I have the window open on my porch. I have the Blackstone on that porch with a diamond plate cover on it, and there's a cat that just showed up, and it was like meowing in the window. I thought it would just go away. And then I got to the point where like, Teresa's almost done talking. This cat won't shut up. Uh, uh. So I real quick ran, slammed the window shut, scared the cat. Um, it's sweet and sour chicken now, not my problem. Uh, so, okay. On the NFL side, nothing from either one of you two on that. Okay. Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nope. Moving just, on. Just letting you have the moment. Sorry. <laughs> uh so, okay, on the NFL side, I'm going with the Jags as a five-and-a-half-point favorite in the first half against Houston. Houston has been trash. Uh, all, basically, all their offensive line is on the uh, injury report. We forgot to mention that earlier. If you play for Houston and you're a big boy, you're probably on the IR. You just They all are. Uh, so I'm taking the Jags as a basically a touchdown favorite in the first half, taking our Falcons as a three-and-a-half-point dog on the road to Detroit. Detroit is banged up. I don't think Amon Ra plays. If he does, I think he's going to be super limited with turf toe. So I love that for Atlanta. Just keep things rolling. Then I'm going to take the Chargers as a one-point dog going to Minnesota. A lot of road dogs. Just notice I got three road dogs, so we're going to ride. So the Chargers, <laughs> I think they finally get right. What? Sorry, I thought I was on mute. Just the way he did that, like the I'm going three road dogs. Pay attention. So <laughs> just, I thought should I was on I mute. Just, I'm sorry. Just the way you worded it, look on your face, crack me. Up. Should I? On mute. Should I have a? Is it because I'm talking with my hands? Uh, we sh- yes. should. I just have a sore throat every uh, every podcast. Uh, final road dog is the Los Angeles Rams going to Cincinnati as a two and a half point dog. If Joe Burrow doesn't play. This is the best bet of the week. I think he does play. I think he's limited. I think I saw Staley. He's only attempted like three passes over 15 yards downfield 
so far this year because he just doesn't have the zip. He can't drive off that leg. So like the Rams, they've been chippy. And Cam Akers is out, so it is the Kyron Williams show. Uh, Final bet is the Cardinals team under 15.5 points. Love it, love it, love it. Now getting into my five bets here on the NFL slate. I'm going to start with the spread of the Broncos plus six and a half versus Miami. I feel like this is a ballsy tri- or a ballsy pick. I almost said trade, excuse me. Um, just due to the fact that Miami has shown like, hey, we can put up some serious points and we're killing them both sides of the ball, special teams as well, um, aside from the one play with the Patriots last week. But – Miami also shown like, hey, we, you know, we've had two close games here where teams have almost win, and the Broncos showed last week like we can also put points on the board. I thought it would be a better defensive game from the Broncos and the Commanders last week, and their matchup um, clearly they were wrong on that one. But heading into this week, I could see the Broncos hanging in there with Miami, and this being another back and forth battle with Miami getting a late score to just kind of put the dagger in there. But they're still not bidding them by the, the full seven points, so I'm going to stick here. With the Broncos six and a half, then I'm going to go to the Saints plus two and a half versus the Packers. Just due to the fact that the Packers are, they just there's lingering injuries all over the field for them, both sides of the ball, but especially on offense with your receiver, running back. Questions about if your left tackle is playing, determining like just depending on the the playing surface and what's going on there. So that's something to kind of keep an eye on. And with the Saints, you know they're they're dealing with some injuries themselves, but. I think the Saints have also shown like we can put a ton of points on the board. We're competing in game. I shouldn't say a ton, so excuse me there. But showing that we can we can score, we can have some of these big explosive plays. They're figuring out what works for them. They had one in week one that you know kind of went viral with Derek Carr calling the shot again, uh, like hey, let's do this play again. Let's try it one more time. And then last week the the Monday night game against the Panthers was another big ball down the side there. I think they come in here first. The Packers in Green Bay I think they still win. And so even, you know, even with it being plus two and a half, I think they actually come out victorious. Uh, I'm going to go uh, my next bet here, kind of similar to what you guys do. I thought I'd get a little risque with it. Uh, and just instead of doing a full game bet with the spreader, the over under, I was going to do a half. So I'm going to take the over of 19 and a half first half points with the Bills and Commanders game. Again, 19 and a half to be scored over in the first half of that ball game. I do think the Bills are not firing. I think the Commanders offense has not necessarily stand like, Okay, hey, put together an offense, a place called, and these young guys for the commanders are making plays as well. Love to see it. Next, I'm taking the Steelers plus two and a half versus the Raiders. I do think this is another one of these games where we're looking at the Steelers going like, okay, there's some question marks here. Is Kenny Pickett truly the future? Can he be the guy? What's going on with this offense? Najee Harris, uh, I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if he just stinks. I don't know if the offensive line's bad. That's something I think we should probably keep an eye on moving forward because it just does not look good for him. But I do see the Steelers beating the Raiders, making the trip to Las Vegas. My last bet, though, I'm taking our Falcons versus my Lions. Just kidding. Versus Riley's Lions at the over of 46 and a half. I do think this this is going to be another one of these fun games. And the Falcons have been fun to watch. You know, uh, Desmond Riddler's not – Ritter, excuse me, is not been necessarily getting the attention he probably deserves right now. Two knows the starting quarterback, first time kind of truly being the starting quarterback for him. Dude, to make him plays, it looks enjoyable throwing the ball down the field. I mean, he's already got more 30 yard over 
completions over 30 yards than Marcus Mariota had last year. So him just being willing to throw the ball down the field, doing it accurately, and the Falcons coming down with it, I do think it's enjoyable to watch, and I'm excited for this next matchup here as, again, taking the over 46.5. Perfect. All right, I'll just start off with the exact opposite of your last pick. I'm taking the under 47 in the Atlanta-Detroit game. So, uh, yeah, I just think that – Ready to lose again, huh? Yep, apparently. Yeah, so I'm just ready for that. I'm sorry. Um, uh, yeah, I just think that both of these defenses end up stepping up here. Uh, I also am going with Dan. He had he had the Jags at minus five and a half for Seth. This time, I get the better odds. I got him at minus four and a half. So love to see. Oh. Um, I will say the Jags used to start, start off a little slow, but I think with what happened last week, that is why I wanted to take them in the first half specifically in this. So uh, Jags minus four in the first half. Uh, another half, I'm going to take the under 19 and a half in the Jets Patriots game. I think that both of these defenses slow down both these offenses, and I could see there being like six to 10 points in this first half between these two. And then my last one, I started doing this last week, and I really, really liked it. I went 3-0 and in, in bets, uh, taking teams in just the second half. So I'm going to take the Chiefs minus six and a half in the second half of the Chicago game. And that's it. Those are my four. All right. Three game parlays. Dan, go ahead. All right. For my parlay, we're going to start off on Friday night. And we're going to take the Hudson card over one and a half passing touchdowns in the Badgers going to Purdue. Purdue quarterback Hudson card. Saturday, I'll be taking the Iowa team over 12 and a half points against Penn State. And then finishing up, I will be taking my Seminoles as a two and a half point favorite going to Clemson. Austin. I am going to take the the Oklahoma-Cincinnati game, 58.5. I'm taking Colorado plus 21 versus Oregon, and I'm taking Saints plus 2.5 versus Packers. And I also already have all my bets in for my 10-game parlay and my 3-game parlay. So looking for some money this weekend, boys. Yeah, yeah. for some reason he wants to just do a 10-game parlay rather than just doing all the all singles. So, Okay. I mean, he wants that one big payout, like that he'd have to go 10 and 0. Do you? Yeah, do you, boo. All right. Okay. Uh, I'm up. My three game parlay I'm taking the Chiefs minus six and a half in the second half. I'm taking Kansas State minus five. And I'm going to take the Washington minus 10 and a half in the first half. All right. Time for our five leg parlay. Last week did not hit. Where did we go? Uh, I'm trying to look. I actually don't. I think we went. We, uh, well, we know Western Michigan hit. Yeah, we went four. We went four and one last week. God That's damn. that one. And the one bet was my fault. So the Florida. Oh no, no, I had it too. I had it too. Don't don't put that on him. I I had it well, too. Well, I I think we're saying that because Austin was uh, he had to. Austin was it you that had to pick the number one or two or, or Dan were you the one that picked? I can't remember. Oh, I thought Western Michigan plus twenty and a half didn't hit Versailles. Oh, that didn't hit either. We went we went three and two. Oh, oh you guys took two. the wrong okay. Western Michigan bet. You should have taken my Western Michigan bet of over we half did. a touchdown. We, we did. We yeah, doubled up. We did. We oh, doubled well, at up. least I was right. All right. Yeah, Austin, you mm. idiot. Hey, great oh. memory there, pal. My God. Yeah, but hey, I'm only I'm focused on the future. Yeah, exactly. All right. Okay. Dan, what <laughs> no what review bet- here in this car. <laughs> yeah. Dan, what Rip that fucker off. Uh, I mean, I want the winning bets, right? It's like when the when the dad uh goes out to eat and they're like, "Hi, I'm 
I'm a Shelly. I'll be your server. He goes, oh, hi, I'm dad. I'll be your customer. Uh, give me the uh, Shitter Sanders over one and a half passing touchdowns. Love that. Okay, Austin, what do you got? I'm going to take my uh, over 44 and a half Rutgers versus Michigan. Over 44 and a half. Okay. Let me go ahead and dial that guy in. So I got a, I got a question, Austin. In that game, and mm-hmm. you don't you probably aren't going to know offhand, but I'm going to look it up. What's the Michigan team total? What do you mean? Like just for their over? Yeah, like just yeah. Michigan. My uh, guess? Yeah, I don't know. 32 and a half. So I'm just like 30, wondering if... I'll say 36 and a half. Okay, I don't want to like... I'm just curious because I feel like that might be an easier bet than the game total. I'm trying to find it here. You guys just keep talking. I'll just chime okay. in randomly. Okay, nope, you appreciate it. Yep, yeah, really appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I am gonna go ahead and take. I know I already took it my three legger, but I really like it. I'm taking. Mm. I'm taking Washington minus ten. Mm. Well, boys, it's dead. Uh, actually, actually, when we did when we won the five legger, there was two that we had in our three legs. Ooh. So maybe Ooh, so we were, new maybe tradition. We reversed, yeah, maybe we we reversed. Oh, why can I not? We've reversed the reverse of the curse. Exactly. All right, we got two left. Um, I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm looking through your guys' bets to see if there's anything else that I really like. I also feel like the over for 53 and a half UAB versus Georgia is pretty solid. Yeah, I actually like that. I'm good with that. Okay. All right. Dan, any more of yours that you like? I mean, I like. I want to put them on my sheet if I didn't like them. I can't I find them. You was going to say that. I can't. I can't like, find the. I can't find the Michigan line. Sorry. Uh, let's do. Uh, uh, Trees. Like did we put Atlanta in yet? I think Austin had the over in that game. I got the Falcons in that game. And I took um, the under. <laughs> yeah. So we're let's just, let's just fade that. On that one. Let's just fade that game. Um, how do you guys feel about the Cardinals scoring under 15 and a half points? <sighs> no, because Hollywood Brown had a sneaky like or had a quiet good game last week. And if he just okay. has another explosive play and then yeah, the Dallas Connors defense scores, is awesome. Like... Yeah, that's also true. Dallas plays Arizona this week. Yeah. Hey, do we take Dallas the Jack? Do we take the... this? Uh... We oh, take yeah, the. We also take the. Are you talking the Jags first half? Yeah, we both have it. Well, well, if we do it, we'll seize your. Line. I like it. Yeah, obviously. I mean, four and a half for the Jags. I mean, they score one touchdown. It's already over. They're good. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna take the four. Oh, and no, half excuse me. Half. Favored by four and a half. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. I was thinking. They're over under. I was like, my God, that's such a low line. But okay. Yeah. 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 Four. Yeah. Spread minus four and a half. All right. Okay. So we're going to go with Sanders over one and a half passing touchdowns. We're taking the over 44 and a half Rutgers versus Michigan. We're taking Washington minus 10 and a half in the first half. We're going to take the over 53 and a half in UAB, Georgia. And then the Jaguars minus four and a half in the first half. Okay. That does Ooh, it. Yeah. Love it. Love Austin, it. Austin, how excited are you mm. for your for the wedding? Uh yeah, my sister's getting married. Uh, this is my my baby sister here. Uh, definitely never known life without her. Mom had her pretty quick after me. Um, so it's exciting. I really like the guy that she's marrying. Uh, it's gonna be a fun time. It's gonna be a busy weekend, but 
I'm looking forward to it. So nice. Cool. All right. Okay. That does it for tonight. We appreciate you all. And tonight we've been talking football.